everybody out there, hope you guys are all having a great week. Thanks for tuning in to episode six. This is gonna be a great episode, a little bit different than the first five here where actually two weeks ago I recorded a phone call with my good friend Stacy Campisi, who is a uh, life and leadership coach and she helps young professionals challenge their status quo by finding career confidence and clarity. So she shares a lot of the same values, a lot of the same missions uh, and ideas are behind the niche room, but she is probably one of the best listeners uh, out there and I would highly recommend uh, talking with somebody like her or her even, uh, not to promote, not, not to obviously promote her too much, but uh, I spent an hour talking with her and she was really one of the ones that helped me get to where I am uh, a year ago, to where I was writing and stressed and balancing a lot between my full-time job and personal and professional life and things like that. And she helped me kind of provide some clarity of what to focus on and when to focus on it and how to kind of set those goals and, and realize my own values and what I was looking for in a career to help me find my niche. This is going to be broken down in probably about two or three parts, so you're listening to episode six, part one, uh, and the next part will be released in a few days, if not next week, but this is about 20 to 25 minutes long, and you know, the one question she asked in the beginning of the call, and you'll kind of see this if you listen to the next couple episodes, is she asked Kev, like, what was, what's your stress level at right now? So this was about two weeks ago when I had a lot going on, a lot on my plate between the book and two or three clients, and uh, just some other work that we had out there. And, I told her it was you know, about seven or eight, and you'll hear throughout the call that she kind of provided some clarity and some strategy for me to actually get that down within an hour to under a, a five. And uh, I'm really, really interested to kind of share this because I think it's going to be very transparent. You'll hear a lot of emotion in my voice. Uh, I'm going to be straight, straight up honest with you that I'm, I'm, I talk about different client work, the book, I talk about the ups, the downs, I talk about cash flow, uh, I talk about what it really is to be an entrepreneur. So. Again, I know this is going to be about 20 minutes long, but I hope whether you're commuting or on a run or you're listening to this on your couch uh, at night, I really think you're going to find interest in this. And what I please ask is that uh, I think this is one of the most special podcasts. This is one of the reasons I, I started this. And when uh, I decided to have a phone call with Stacey, I said, hey, why don't, we, why don't we record this? I think it'll bring value not only to both of us, but to the audience, to those of you listening. So. Uh, take a listen. Again, it's going to be about the first 21 minutes long. And uh, feel free to tweet your questions because there, we are going to release the next few parts in the coming uh, days and weeks. So we'll probably start with uh, episode six here of the first 20 minutes and then break down the other two parts. So thank you so much for listening. Without further ado, we're going to jump in to episode six with a phone call with Stacy Campisi and all the ups and downs and, and how to help me out uh, with everything I have going on as a solopreneur. So I'm excited that we're, we have the opportunity to have another session. Um, you've had so much going on in the past few weeks and months. So what, would, what can we talk about tonight that would make you feel like it's a win? Um, yeah, I don't know. So I guess one of the reasons I reached out to you again is, um, like, I think April, May, and June just flew by, and I had a like a lot of good wins and a lot of good things happening. And, um, and with that, I think it's, you know, come a lot more pressure and a lot more workload and a lot more kind of, uh, like balancing multiple priorities and trying to figure out what the priorities are. Right. Um, and so I just, for me, I could sense myself getting a little somewhat a touch of anxiety, a touch of stress, but like, I also think I've, I've found some proactive ways to deal with it, but I just, I knew that, like, if I don't kind of talk through this with you or with somebody that, like, um, you know, it could definitely, like, add up. 
Um, so I think, I mean, maybe right now, just for me, like, I feel like there's so much, um, like, on my plate, and I feel like I'm on 24-7, and, like, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I think sometimes I need to be feel okay, like, taking some time off to myself or feeling like if I don't get to something. But the other times I feel like there's so much to do. I don't, I don't like, at the end of my days, some days I don't feel like I've gotten anything accomplished. Yeah, I think so, that you're not, you know, essentially a one-man show right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So, you know, you have some interns, and, you know, I'm sure Courtney helps out here or there, but at the end of the day, it's on you to get that to-do list completed. Um, and it sounds like there's so much going on. And to be fair, you've had so much growth in your organization within the last few months that it makes a lot of sense that you're kind of feeling like I don't know where to start. Yeah. Or even when I do, I'm starting somewhere, but it's not, it's never ending. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean, you don't realize until you live it, but like everybody says, like when you're an entrepreneur, when you're working for yourself, like there's always there's a million things to be doing. You don't know which one to be doing. Um, and then I think, you know, right now I'm, um, I've spent like every other month. So like May was focused on outreach and growth and bringing in some new business. June was obviously more of the book. And now this month, again, has been more, we're focusing on more outreach, both on the instrument side and the digital side. And um, so, like, I just am trying to, like, you know, deal with the ebbs and flows of, like, um, you know, both professional success, financial, you know, just the ebbs and flows of, of you know, money coming in and things like that and um, and not getting, like, too happy or optimistic and also not being too paranoid or pessimistic. Um, so, like, those are the two things right now happening in my head. I don't know which we want to talk about where this goes, but, like, kind of the never-ending to-do list and then, like, the ebbs and flows of my business and, um, like, just trying to be okay with what what's going on. Yeah, and well, that's part of the entrepreneurship, right, is making yeah. your highs less high and your lows less low. And so how can we find yeah. kind of consistent middle ground where yeah. even if you're in the middle of a tornado, right, and then some months yeah. kind of you know, favorable, it's going to plop you in, in a pot of gold, and other months it's going to, you know, um, there's going to be less money coming in. So it sounds like mm-hmm. kind of seeing that, you know, I'm uh, knowing that I'm okay, we're okay, regardless of what is, is happening financially is really mm-hmm. important. Yeah. So I'm curious, you said that you're feeling really stressed. And obviously, this never-ending to-do list and this kind of, you know, ebb and flow of money. What else is going on that that you feel is contributing to your stress levels rising? Um, I mean, if I really look at the last, like, seven months, um, you know, personally, like, I haven't, I mean, I've taken time to myself, but, like, I really, like, even if... You know, you know, like if Courtney and I have done these small trips, weekend trips, Florida here and there, like I'm still plugged in and still doing work because at the end of the day, like I had, I had my clients and like you can't take a vacation necessarily from your clients, but like I never really have officially shut off in the last seven, eight months. Um, and you know, I'm not, I'm not like working 24/7, but like I definitely. I like to get up or I like to do stuff, but then at the end of the day, some nights I feel like I still get enough done or the weekends I'll be checking in on stuff. But um, I just, I haven't taken time for myself. And I also haven't, you know, part of me, like, 
you know, with saving money and, and being more frugal, like, you know, I haven't, part of me is like, you know, do I reward myself with, like, and again, not like with frivolous things, but like, I just feel like I've been giving and outreach and growing and like taking care of everything else, then I think that's the third part, just like I feel like I haven't really taken a lot of time to myself because I'm so worried about like I got to keep moving forward. Yeah, because if you're constantly on the go and you're constantly, you know, putting your businesses in front of yourself and you're not doing mm-hmm. the basics in terms of, you know, refreshing and recharging, it's only a matter of yeah. time before you're burning out and it sounds like you might yeah. experience that now. Um, yeah. Sure that we're catching it before, you know, you get so deep into it that it's like you just want to, you know, screw everything and hibernate for a while. So what would have to happen tonight, Kevin, for you to walk away from this call feeling like you've gotten what you need? Um, I think right now is kind of trying to like I, when we talked last summer, right? Like when you know we, we we had a few phone calls in the beginning, and then I think we had a phone call like after about a year ago this time when I like launched my Kickstarter campaign, and and like you know you were like you have that going on, you have your full time job at Rutgers, and then I also started thinking about like the digital stuff, and you're like, well maybe you have to put that on hold until you obviously I left in Rutgers, and then I could focus more on that. But like I think right now, if you know in the next. 40 minutes or so if I had some clarity of just like what my priorities are or what I should think they are or be okay with the other things or or almost like what we talked about I guess back in March or April with the book like trying to come up with kind of a game plan or kind of like you know what's achievable in you know 40 50 hours a week or or the time that I have um I think for me that would be a, a start okay great so all right, so let's take some time and let's focus on making that game plan and prioritizing and see what we come up with. Yeah. How does it sound? So I'd love for you on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the least and 10 being the highest, tell me what's your stress level like right now? <laughs> um, I would say like 6.5 to 7.5, and, and it's not – this, my, I would rate that stress level completely different a year ago when I was working, you know, at Rutgers. Um, so I'm stressed, but I'm also like, like I don't feel it like in my body, but I'm I'm stressed. Like there's things that I, I wake up, I, I'm thinking about my business, but not in a negative way. Like I'm like, I can't wait to think, like get stuff done, but I'd say like six and a half to seven and a half. Okay. And so so it's interesting, right, because there's good stress, there's bad stress, and there's this, this kind yeah. of stress you're dealing with where it's kind of not yeah. either. So yeah. how would you define it? Like, how do you know you're stressed right now? Um, you know, like I just said, I don't think I've, you know, other besides working out three, four days a week, like I haven't really taken time to myself. You know, Fridays I kind of work a half day, but um, I'm still – my mind is still on, like, um, I also, I mean, I, like, when I look at my to-do list, it's like, all right, I still need to update my personal site to reflect my latest three months of work. I want to still get closer to updating my Nishman site, which then in turn allows my interns and I to do more business outreach, um, and brand myself, um, 
We obviously have the day-to-day stuff with the niche movement and the content we're putting out and the people we're connecting with. And then we have, you know, uh, right now one of my clients is pretty busy. Um, And so, and then just the day-to-day of like, you know, I have two amazing interns right now, but it's like, you know, making sure they're, they're, I provide the clarity that they need to, to be successful. And, um, and uh, I mean, it's different. Like having them, my work ethic has probably increased tenfold. Mm-hmm. Um, but now like, you know, I have to make sure when, when, when they're getting there, I'm, I'm there and I'm, you know, uh, so yeah, now I have other people around me. Um, mm-hmm. That's an issue. But um, then, yeah, I think the other, part of the stress is like, um, you know, looking at, you know, when, when I do these three, six month engagements with clients, it's like making sure, you know, when that ends, like what else do I have? You know, am I, am I renegotiating with them? Am I doing more work for them or am I bringing on a new client? So I think that's a little bit in my mind because, you know, I, I, I'm kind of in that phase with two of my clients where, um, that'll be coming up and if it already has come up, um, so there's like the, those are four main areas. Okay. So this might sound like a silly question, but when you're stressed, where do you feel it? Like physically in your body. A lot of times um, in my shoulders and back, I think. But like, and even that's, you know, I remember leaving, like, long days, stressful days from Rutgers and just feeling drained. Right now, like, I'm manageable. I mean, I'm, a, you know, even just today, I'm a little tired, but, like, um, I think that's where it sits. Um, yeah. All right. So what's your body telling you about your pace? I mean, are you rolling out of bed, you know, ready to face, face each day and excited for it, or are you feeling like it's really tough to get up in the morning? No, like, that's the like, I think you and I talk about, like, I'm a morning person, and, je- like, it's weird, and that comes and goes, but, like, when I get a good night's rest, like, if I'm asleep by 11, uh-huh. I'm w- usually waking up between 5.30 and 6.30, and, like, as soon as I get up, like, I'm, I know I'm not going back to sleep, and sometimes Courtney will be like, all right, like, try to fall asleep, but, like, I can't, and, um, but that, that's when I kind of, I like to read, I kind of, like, like, if I get up and it's nice, I'm definitely going to go for a bike ride, but, like, it's not like I'm stressed, like, oh, it's another day. I'm more like, cool, like, let's get to the office. Let, let's let's eat let's eat something healthy. Let's go for a bike ride, work out. And then, I, like, on the train, I'll kind of type out or mentally type out, like, my to-do list or what, you know, I need to talk about with my clients or interns. But um, it's just it's weird because, like, I wake up and it's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm ex- I think it's, ex- I think it's, ex- like, it's like ex- excitement and enthusiasm, but, um, like let's go, and then by the end of the day, like right now, like I'm not thinking or being proactive about my company right now um, because I'm not. A, I don't think I'm a night person. Okay, so in the morning you're actually really excited because I'm excited, and and sometimes when I am like running late to work or like if I'm like not there at a certain time, not that I have a, a benchmark where I need to be, but like if I'm not like I'm if we're like lollygagging to get there, like, I get stressed a little bit about that, but. Like, I do want to get there. But then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, it's 3, 4, 5 o'clock, and it's like, you know, that's what I'm – I feel like every day and every week is coming and going. And it's like, even though we create these to-do lists every Monday, like, I still feel like there's just more that I just either haven't touched or 
and that's working an eight-hour day. Like, part of me is, like, I look at perceptions and other people talking and other thought leaders like Gary Vaynerchuk and all these other people that are in the WeWork systems, like, should I be working 12, 14 hours a day? Should I be coming home and then working again at night? But I also don't know if I want that intensity of lifestyle right now. That's why I'd say my stress is at a six or a seven. Mm-hmm. But part of me is like, should I be, you know, if I put in the extra hours, you know, would I feel a little bit better? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? If you were a 12-hour day, would you walk away thinking, man, I'm tired, but my to-do list is complete? Or do you feel like there'd still be stuff left on the to-do list? Um. I mean, I, some of the stuff I think is simple stuff, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it would be like, like right now, I don't think my, like in the evening and stuff, my head is like completely clear to do some of the stuff. Um, so I don't know if it would be quality. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, the answer probably is, as you're saying, at the end of the day, you're tired, <laughs> yeah. right? And yeah. you literally can't. Yeah around these things, that's extra time, it's yeah. not really going to do much for you, except for add on yeah. to your guilt. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, I've worked a 12-hour day. I've ignored Courtney. I haven't been home to, you know, play with Luke and Owen, and yeah. it's now, you know, dinner time, and I have to go straight to bed, and I still have gotten nothing done. Yeah. Yeah. So what would it, what would it make your stress? You know, right now you rated it a six and a half to seven and a half. What would have mm-hmm. to happen to get it down to a five? Um, I think um, the two big things are, you know, I keep putting off this, like we've slowly redeveloped my niche website, but with all the things that um, – I'm developing and content I'm creating and, and where I see it is going, both as a brand as well as like a site to host all this stuff. Um, that's something that kind of is is like I just need to get this done. But like the chicken and egg syndrome is like there's so much WordPress that I know and there's so much time that I can sit down and do it. And it's it's like one of those things that you just, it feels like you never, the littlest thing takes the longest time because you're not scaled. But the, the egg part of it is, like, I have somebody that I could hire. I've talked to the guy. But, like, I also, the money that I've allocated potentially or, like, he said what we could do this for, I kind of have the money, but I also can't justify that cost right now, right? Um, so I think that's that's one big one. Mm-hmm. And um, because I know also if I get that done, like, it's just going to continue to open up and, and move forward, just like the book did it's not like a waterfall like it's just um and then the second thing is um i'm really my goal by the end of the month or end of august is to like have a a, a third reoccurring client at least for the next three to six months um it's like if i you know i just found out today that i got um a conference to book my services for uh like photo and video at the end of august here in dc which is cool but like that's like a, a four-day gig um, it'll be a flash in the pan, but like if I knew I had another another client in the back um, that I could work with that I was into, I think that would release some stress. Even if I had some leads, so. Because what what would having another client in the pipeline give you that you don't have now? 
Um, couple of reasons I'm looking to bring on a new client is because I think I've learned a lot from both the social media side of what I've already done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've learned a lot on how to re- be better at client and account services with the, my clients and, and set accurate ex- expectations and scope of works. So I think it's like I almost want that a new at-bat and a new thing for that. And then, you know, obviously for me, the, the third thing is, you know, financially, like I would be able to either keep on my interns or hire a new intern or, um, you know, my goals, actually probably might have been another discussion, but like some of my goals on June 1st when I had my intern start was like, um, you know, X amount of speaking engagements. Uh, my my North Star right now is to grow, is to like hire somebody full-time potentially at the end of the year. Um, because I, just, I want to give that opportunity to somebody else and like build that business. Um, grow my office space. Uh, grow my brand, both the niche movement and myself. So like try to find ways to be recognized. Um, but like, so that, and that's what the, I think an extra client would give me is that kind of like financial freedom to be able to build the business. So it sounds like money really here is a reoccurring theme, right, in terms of having the financial freedom to to worry less. Um, Yeah. Also, really, you know, it sounds like if I had this contract and new money was coming in, I could work less hours because I wouldn't need to constantly be looking for solidifying new contracts. Yeah. Yeah, I guess part of it's – I don't whether it's working less hours, but I feel like more efficiently or more like where I want to continue to go and like um, and yeah, like that being an entrepreneur, same thing what we were talking about. Like when you're, you know, there's a million things to do. It's also like no one ever told me that the other tough part is like sometimes chasing down money or like figuring out what your budget's going to be and what's you know what's what's going to come first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like those are just things I'm learning, um, where you don't you're not getting paid every other Friday or the first and the fifteenth of the month, um, and so that's the other thing is is making sure you have your runway, your cash flow, and and you know what you're going to do. And so yeah, that's that's a little bit of um, I'm comfortable and we're we're you know everything's working out, but like that's that's the other that's definitely probably a little bit. So let's say that money wasn't an object, in ter- meaning mm-hmm. that, you know, you had five clients, you had more clients than you had to do with. Like, their waiting yeah. list for you was, was 10 years long. And yeah. there there wasn't this fear. Fear didn't exist around money. How would your priorities and what you're working on change? Um, from... I can say right now, just like even from the Nutrimen side, that like I think we're doing some amazing things. We're putting out like I mean, we're putting out new pieces of content almost every day, and it's just cool to see the audience and the tribe grow, and um, and and the potential to like work with more schools, organizations, and and things like that. And um, like I know I'm on to something, um, so I think it would allow more more of that. It would also, you know, my big thing, what we're we're doing with the digital side is, like, what I'm really selling, the storytelling side, is, like, if you want to be an authentic and genuine company, 
or if you want and you want to have like remarkable content and and connect and grow or connect and grow your audience to grow your business like this I'm your guy right so like that would also allow me just to focus more on like really good pieces of content and really good strategy um so I think and that would also then allow me to have a little bit more staff and a little bit more help and we'd be able to do that stuff and right now I just feel like we're um we're being successful, but it's also like every day just flies by. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. Make, <laughs> it makes total sense. So what I'm hearing is that not having this this fear or coming from this place where money is the driver, right? If, if yeah. that was taken care of and you were secure financially, in terms of knowing where the next the next check is coming from, um, yeah. That what that would do would allow you to actually do what you love to do, which is be creative, do the yeah. content, get your message out there, really get in touch with you know who you are and, and, and the the mission and the vision of both of your businesses, and create some yeah. really awesome workshops and programs and blog posts and and really kind of get in the trenches, so to speak, with with your audience. Yeah. Yeah. So how is how would having the ability to, to focus on this creativity, bring your business to where, or your businesses, I should say, to where you want them to be. So you mentioned that, you know, okay, one would be that you, you feel like it would be more efficient, right, because you'd be actually focusing yeah. on the content as opposed to other stuff. But what else? How else would it make it kind of your ideal situation? Um, I mean, like one of the things you just mentioned is like, you know, the idea where like if you had five clients or you had people that were like wanting to work with you, like I'm so young and like I, I you know, I have to put it in perspective. I'm I've only been doing this seven months and like I I'm I'm very fortunate, very lucky at the success I've had so far, but like I'm still in that like no one knows who I am yet. Like so it's like I've had a few referrals so far, which is good, but like I think I'm still in that stage of like, um, you know, I would love to get to that point where it is, where there is that tipping point where it's like the people want to work with me because of X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, I've only had, you know, four monthly clients. I've had a bunch of freelance gigs, but, um, I think where, I, where, where a lot of my stress and openness would kind of come out to, to focus more on the creative side and the content side is, if I didn't have to worry about chase, not, ch- not chasing is the wrong word, but like if I didn't have to worry about growth in my business every month or every day or every other month, whatever my strategy is, like I think that would be different. But I also know that I'm only seven months in. This could change in a year. Like, I don't know. All right. I can't thank you guys again enough for tuning into this first part of the podcast with Stacy. Uh, you, you, again, you heard us talk about uh, what's been going on with me about the different stresses of cash flow and chasing that money and the niche and the actual really good success and now how I'm trying to capitalize on it and grow this tribe because I, I love so many of you and, and what you guys have done to support the niche movement. So the next parts of this are going to kind of talk about me being my own best marketing tool. You know, I talked a little bit about maybe bringing on another client, doing some outreach and how the best way to do that. Uh, and I really think it'll open up your eyes to yourself that sometimes you yourself are going to be the best uh, marketing tool, but Stacy kind of gets me to that point. So please tune back for episode seven. 
hopefully to release this on Thursday. I am traveling this week, so if not, we'll get you this next episode next Monday or Tuesday on August 3rd or 4th. Again, thanks so much for listening. Follow us at The Niche Movement uh, and uh, thenichemovement.com, or you can email me at kevin at thenichemovement.com. And again, tweet us your questions. If you want to find out a little bit more about Stacey Campisi, you can check out her website, which is SLC. Apologize, it's uh, slccoaching.net. So that's Stacey Campisi at slccoaching.net. Thanks so much.